You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled Next Level, Part 2. Enjoy. God has prepared a table for you this morning. It's a table of faith and victory. It's a table of joy and peace. And it's a table of strength. And it's a table of wisdom and revelation. And we're going to eat. We're going to eat up this morning. All right? So I want to encourage you to relax, to take your religious goggles off, to take your religious earbuds out, and give Jesus your attention. And ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ to you this morning. Holy Spirit, we're so thankful that in the midst of the world that we're living in, that we're born of you, that we are not of this world, that we are your lights in this world, that your love is shed abroad in our hearts, that your light is shining from us, for your glory. And we thank you, Lord, for the sweet aroma of Christ penetrating this atmosphere around us and ministering life this morning. Lord, for those who are here and for those who are uh, will hear this podcast or watching this, this live feed uh, online, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering your life, for ministering your healing, for your wholeness and your strength, for, for showing all of us how good you are this morning. And, and the desire and will that you have for each one of us of life and life abundantly. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, that we gather. Amen. Amen. I really want to encourage you to relax. And I know church can be a frightening thing. And uh, it's probably the last place I would ever want to choose to go if I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I've been to a lot of different types of churches, and I've heard a lot of different things about Jesus, and I found many of them weren't true. So we want you to relax. We have no desire to pull you into a religious organization or to, to give you religious tradition. We want you to, to know the person of Christ. We want you to realize he's the best friend you could ever have, that he is not a religious figure that he is alive today and he is here this morning in the person of the Holy Spirit and he wants to have a relationship with you and all he's waiting for you to do is ask. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to qualify yourself. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to change your ways. Just ask him to show himself to you. Don't let people tell you what you need to do. You just ask him to show himself to you. Jesus has qualified us to come to him anytime, day or night. So just say, Jesus, show yourself to me. I want to know you. It's that simple. And then, then listen with your heart. Now, we started a series next, uh, next level last week. We started, we're going to continue in that series. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna nail some things this morning. Because really, knowing Jesus is the antidote for fear. Knowing how much he loves you, knowing who he is and what he's done for you, and knowing who you are now in him. So we're going to continue with our series, our series next level. We're talking about living a level of life that is not possible in any other way but through faith in Christ. All right? Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10, verse 10 in the message translation, a thief is only there to steal can you guys put that up there, John 10, 10? A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. That's why fear comes. Remember that. The moment fear asks if it can come into your life, what's your answer? No. 
No. Right? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of son. The moment you see a news story that is an opportunity for you to fear, what do you say? No. No. I will not fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. I will not be afraid. Of whom shall I be afraid? Right? I came, this is Jesus talking, and we take his words as our truth. Not what man says, right? Jesus himself stated his declared purpose. And if it contradicts religious tradition, oh well. But Jesus said, I came so they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. This is Jesus talking. I came that they might have more and better life than they ever dreamed of. The Weiss New Testament says it like this. I alone came in order that they might be possessing life. When? Well, it tells right there, that they might be. It means now. That they might be possessing life now. And that they might be possessing it in superabundance. Next level. That's the next level life that Christ came to give you. It's a life of superabundance. It's a life of strength. It's a life free from fear. It's a life of wholeness. It's a life of well-being. Now, we made the statement last week at the beginning of this series, and it's so important for us to understand this. If there is any area of your life where you're struggling, and we can all relate, we all have those areas, right? If there's any area where you might be lacking, if there's any need that you have, the solution for that area of your life is, is a greater revelation of Jesus. Okay? You just, there's something you haven't realized yet about his love for you. There's something you haven't realized yet about his provision for your life. So if I'm struggling in any area of my life, I need a greater revelation of Christ. If news stories make me afraid, I need a greater revelation of Christ. In that area, whatever that story is about. Okay? I need a greater revelation. If fear is manipulating me and stopping me, I need a greater revelation of Jesus. And that, there's no shame in that. We all need a greater revelation of Jesus. But the point is, it's good to go to the source of the problem. Because you can try all kinds of other things. But if you want to get the victory, go right to Jesus. And say, show, me, show more of yourself to me in this area. Guarantee you he will. He'll give you the very words you need to walk in victory in that area of your life for the rest of your life. He will. Hallelujah. Okay? So this is a big deal. Religion has painted a picture of God that he is foreboding. And that he really doesn't want you to come with him, come to him, and, and, and that he's, he's, he's upset with you because of all the mistakes you made. And, and if you dare come to him, you better do a lot of good deeds before you come. And you better clean yourself up. And you better say a lot of prayers. And you better read the Bible. And you better go to church. And that's not the God of the Bible. That's not the God we preach. If we look at the scriptures through the light of Christ... We see that God is a God who invites us to come to him anytime, day or night, no matter how messy our life is. 
Isn't that awesome? He is like, come to me. Right now, just come. Come as you are. Just come to me. Talk to me. Let me love you. Let me wrap my arms around you and let me love you into wholeness. Let me love that fear right out of your life. This is the God we served. And we looked in Isaiah 54 and Isaiah 55 last week where God invites us to think his thoughts after him. Yes. And to think his thoughts and to walk in his ways. Yes. But I want you to understand, as willing as God is to make whole and to heal and deliver, and as powerful as his will is, it's not automatic. And we can get really confused if we think that the God's will is automatically happening in the earth. That's not the case. Okay? We have to choose to believe it. And you can't believe it if you don't know about it. If you don't know that Jesus paid the price for your sins and that you're already forgiven, you're going to be begging God for forgiveness, hoping that he answers. There's a lot of controversy right now in the body of Christ about that. People say you need to go around confessing all of your sins in order for God to forgive you. And that's really not accurate scripturally. If we confess our sins, it's not for God to forgive us. It's because we're already forgiven. Do you think God waited, and waited until you made a mistake before he made the provision for your righteousness? Of course not. Right? He made full provision for every mistake you've ever made, never will make. And through simple faith in Christ, you're already forgiven. In fact, it's not faith in Christ that forgives us. It's faith in Christ that enables us to receive forgiveness. The forgiveness is already done. You're already forgiven. Whether you accept it or not is up to you. But people are so confused on this because they've heard so many wrong messages. And the church has painted... Uh, not every church, but so many churches over the years have painted a wrong picture of God. He's not foreboding. He's not waiting for you to get your act together. His arms are open wide. He said, just come to me. I've got the answer for every problem you've got. And then some. Just come and talk with me. Sit with me. Let me minister life to you. Let me love you. Let me show myself to you. Let me solve your problems. Let me give you the vision that I have for your life. Let me show you how amazing you are. Let me show, how, show you how awesome you are because I made you that way. How fearfully and wonderfully I crafted you in your mother's womb. The blueprints that I have for your life will satisfy you like nothing else. Let me show you your destiny. This is the God we serve. But because his will is not automatic... We have to choose to gain the knowledge of it. We have to choose to purposefully seek and gain knowledge of his will. That's right. Hear me, don't go to sleep. This will help you tremendously. I have to, and this is what I began doing at the age of 17. Because I knew the place where I, I had to go to church, I was forced to go. I wasn't getting the knowledge of Jesus there. And I didn't know Jesus, but I knew something was wrong. It was a cold place. I had weights put on me that I couldn't meet. And I was told to do things that didn't help me. And, and just made me feel worse. So finally, at the age of 17, I began taking walks at night, talking to God, saying, God, who are you? I began to seek the true knowledge of him. 
because there's a lot of fake knowledge out there. Jesus is the true knowledge of God. But just because you hear someone say the name of Jesus don't them, doesn't mean they know his will and nature. Okay? You've got to know it for yourself. And it's, it's recorded in here. In Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and Acts and from Genesis to Revelation. The will and nature of the Father. So if I want to live this next level life. If I want to possess and walk in the superabundant life that Christ came to give me, I must begin to seek and pursue the true knowledge of Him. It's no option. I've got to have it. My life depends on it. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about trying to earn anything from God. I'm ta- I've got to know the truth about who He is. I've got to know the truth about his will for my life. Okay? So as, as you set your focus on knowing him, the good news is you don't have to look any farther than the real Jesus. You don't have to climb high mountains. You don't have to dive down to the depths of the sea. But you do have to put yourself in the hearing of the good news about him. Okay? Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. This is why we, we, we establish this place to provide a physical location that can broadcast from here the good news about God's love for mankind. People need to hear the good news about God. You know there's no bad news about God? But sometimes the messages you may hear from, from, I don't know what your church history is, I've heard some bad news messages about God from the pulpit that really confused me. I've heard messages where, where people uh, would say that in order for God to forgive you, you've got to pray four of these prayers, you've got to pray five of those prayers, you've got you to do this religious act, you've got to do that religious act, and your chances of being forgiven are much better. But even then, you're not sure. Why? And I heard that. I didn't have the true knowledge of God that Jesus already forgave me. God the Father already paid for my sins. I didn't have to earn it. I simply had to receive it by faith. I heard messages that God uh, allows sickness and disease in the earth and that God uh, allows tragedies or causes them to teach us lessons. I knew something about that wasn't right, but I didn't know the true knowledge of Christ until I got into the scriptures and found that God is not controlling what's going on in this world. We see that very clearly in the ministry of Jesus, that Jesus had opposition, that Jesus taught us to pray the will of God into the earth. Say, God, your will be done in the earth just as it is in heaven. Why would we have to pray for that to be done if it was done automatically? There's a lot of religious ideas about God that are fake and will help you zero. We want you to kick those out of your mind and get some fresh hot Jesus. In Romans chapter 1 verse 16, the Holy Spirit through Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the good news of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, in the good news of God, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. 
So as we hear the good news of God, faith is activated in us and we realize that Jesus became sin for us and God through faith in Christ gives us his very own righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Have you read that scripture lately? Write it down. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Stay with me. We're, getting, we're going someplace. I want you to come along. We're, we need the true knowledge of God. If, you, if you're going to be fearless in this fearful world, you're going to need the true knowledge of God. And this fearful world needs a fearless church. Needs to meet some fearless people who are full of light and life. Who are full of the healing power of God and unafraid. And it comes by gaining the true knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Not religion, but to the Lord. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Verse 18, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror. James 1.23 says God's word is a mirror. We're looking in a mirror when we look at Jesus and look at the Word of God. The glory of the Lord, are, we are changed into the same image. Yes. Did you know if you put your faith in Christ, you're twinning with Jesus? Twinning. <laughs> Me and Jesus, we're twinning. The glory of the Lord, we're changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we saw from faith to faith and glory to glory, there is a progression of this revelation. You have to put yourself in the hearing of messages that you hear here. That's why we make these free. We put them on our website, highwaychurch.us. Just click on the media. You can listen to all every message we've ever delivered, pretty much, if we, if we, unless there was some technical difficulty since 2014. And you can hear the good news. You can listen to Andrew Womack's ministry. You can listen to Joseph Prince's ministry. You can listen to Creflo Dollar's ministry. There are many, Jen Tringale, many others you can listen to. But you need to put yourself, you need to hear a human being preaching this. That's how God set this up. If you isolate yourself from the preaching of the good news, you will not grow stronger. God has set it up this way. We need, this is why being together is so important. This is not man's idea. God set this up. Now Satan's messed with it. And there's got, it's got all tangled up in religious tradition. But the purpose of gathering together is to experience him and to hear the good news proclaimed. So that we can move forward from faith to faith, glory to glory, and twin with Jesus. All right? Now, one more scripture, then we're going to get into what I wanted to hit today. Growing in the knowledge of God. It, it is the key to living the superabundant next level life he came to give you. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 and 4. And the reason we're spending time on this is because so many uh, haven't been taught and think that if it's God's will, it'll just happen. And that is ignorance. Amen. That is ignorance. Amen. Well, if it's God's will, it'll happen. 
That is ignorance. God's will is not happening in many places in Massachusetts and across our nation. It's not happening. People are experiencing darkness and sickness and confusion and depression. That's not God's will. You got, listen, you got to stay. No one can choose to pursue him but you for your life. If, if you're going to be free, you have to make up your mind. I'm going to grow in the true knowledge of him. I'm going to put myself in the hearing of the good news. I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to watch online. I'm going to study the scriptures. I'm going to learn the true knowledge of God. I don't know about other people. I don't know about my family. It doesn't. I, but as far as I'm concerned, I can't control anybody else. I'm going to know him. I'm going to possess what he purchased for me. I'm going to walk in the super abundant life he came to give me. You have to decide that. You have to stir yourself up because people will try to discourage you. Satan will try and discourage you and keep you in this mediocre place of ignorance where you're not experiencing the power of Christ in your life. It really doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you, does it? The sooner you get free from the fear of man, the sooner the real you will come to the surface. Watch out, here I come. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one, verse two, grace, everything Jesus purchased for you. Peace, irene, wholeness is the word. Wholeness, well-being, untroubled, undisturbed well-being. Prosperity be multiplied to you. That's a big deal. It means wherever you're at, it can increase in your life. So if I try and determine what the will of God is based on the circumstances of my life, I'm going to fall way short. If I try to determine what God's will is by looking at the world around me, I'm going to be confused. If I try to determine what God's will is based on what I've been through, I'm going to be confused. To know the will of God, I've got to know the true knowledge of God. Okay? So it, the grace, all that God is, all that he's provided for me is increased and multiplied to me in the knowledge of God. Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, seeing that, Holy Spirit, open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, that we would see you clearly. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us, it's already done. You don't have to ask him for it. He already did it before you asked. Everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence, for by these, his own glory and excellence, he has, it's already done, you don't have to ask him for it, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature that you might twin with Jesus. Right? The message translation of verse 4 says your tickets to participation, talking about the promises of God, says God's promise of your tickets to participation in the life of God. Isn't that good? 
Why are God's promises? And I'm not talking about made up promises. I'm talking about the promises written and recorded in the Bible. For anyone to read whenever they want to. We are, we are promise hunters. We, when we're reading the Bible, we're just not reading the Bible to just read the Bible. We are hunting for the promises of God. Our radar, our radar is on and we're looking for every promise that God has made. Why are the promises of God so important in order to experience the life of God? Because in the promises of God, the true nature of God is revealed to us. The true knowledge of God is revealed to us. So John 10.10 is a big deal. Why? Because the true knowledge, the true nature, the will of God is revealed to me in John 10.10. He came that I might have more and better life than I've ever dreamed of. That's God's will. I don't care what I believed prior to that. If it contradicts that, I throw that in the trash and I believe Jesus. This is when you start increasing. This is when you start moving forward. Are you willing to throw things that you've believed or been taught in the trash if they are contradicting to what God has provided for you? To the promises of God? I am. I'm not holding on to anything anymore but what Jesus said. I, I, I've been criticized for it. I've been insulted for it. I, I've been slandered for it. I've been all kinds of things for it, but it doesn't matter to me. Why? Because he's too good. He loves me too much. I found the way. I found the truth. I found the life. I, I'm in a relationship with the one who made me. No one's going to pull me out of that. There's no virus. There's no fear. There's no darkness in this world that's going to pull me away from the one who made me. Hallelujah. God's promises reveal to us the true knowledge of God. You know, you can spend your whole life in a church and never know the true knowledge of God. Your whole life. Why? Because it's not preached there. It's religious tradition. It's something they learned in a seminary they didn't get from Jesus. I will never recommend anyone going to a seminary if they want to go into ministry. Really? I wouldn't recommend it. You get filled with all kinds of ideas of man and religious tradition, and you come out, whew, help me somebody, you know? I recommend spending time alone with Christ and listening to the Holy Spirit and studying the promises of God in the scripture. Fill your heart and mind with every promise. I mean, it didn't take me long to figure out when I came to know Christ at 19, 20 years old that I was living in a crazy world. And that I needed protection. That I needed health and safety. And that it was found in him because I was reading his promises. So I, I just started memorizing Psalm 23, Psalm 121, Psalm 34, Psalm 91. Uh, you know, just go on and on and on. They, I wanted what he had for me. I started filling my mind with it. It changed my whole life. We're going to go to Psalm 91 in the midst of this state of emergency and all of the fear that's being propagated in in the the regions of the world let's go to psalm 91 let's get some true knowledge of god let's get some true knowledge of jesus let's live this next level life see jesus christ is revealed to us through the promises of god You will get to know Jesus. When you find a promise in the scriptures, study it. You'll see Jesus right there. You'll see him right there. Jesus is revealed to us through God's promises. 
We're going to start in Psalm 91. How are we doing? Okay? I'm telling you, it is all about Jesus. He is everything you could ever hope for and so much more. Don't let what's happened to you keep you from coming to him. Don't let your religious experience stop you from knowing him. I know I've been through some challenging things in churches, but I'm not going to let that stop me from moving forward in him. I'm going to come. I'm going to hear the gospel preached. And if I can't find a church in the, within 100 miles of where I live that's preaching the gospel, I'll go online. And if I can't find it online, eventually I'm going to move. I'm going to find a church within 100 miles of where I live so I can physically be in the preaching of the Word of God. But it's got to be the true knowledge of Him. I can't waste my time with the ideas of man and with religious tradition. I need fresh, hot Jesus. Psalm 91 is fresh, hot Jesus. Let's get some. Verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place. That's Jesus right there. In the secret place. Colossians 3.3 3 says our lives are hidden with Christ in God. This all applies to all the junk that we're, we're surrounded with. It's time for you to know that you're hidden with Christ in God. So that you'll be unafraid. He that dwells, abides. What did Jesus say in John 15, 7, 8? If you abide in me, live, dwell in me. Right? The secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow, the favor, the protection of the Almighty. One rendering of verse 1 says, He who stakes a claim under the covering of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Have you staked your claim in God's presence? Have you said, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life and I stake my claim in you and I'm not moving. You will be my God for the rest of my life. I will grow in you. I will know you. I will experience everything you've purchased for me and there's no devil in hell that's going to prevent that from happening. There's no person on this earth that's going to hinder my progress in you. I've staked my claim in the shelter of your presence and this is where I will remain all my days. Verse 2. Glory to God. Now here's a kicker right here. I will say. No one else can open your mouth and talk for you. And it might sound funny to you at first. It might sound funny to people around you. But if you don't say what God says about you, you will not experience his will for your life. It's just that simple. Experiencing the salvation of God is as simple as believing it and speaking it. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. You see that claim? I've staked my claim. I will say of the Lord, he's my personal refuge, he's my personal fortress, he's my God, on him I lean and rely. What am I doing? I'm training my soul and my body to be at peace. And you have to train your feelings. I like what the children are learning about feelings in their, in their class this morning. What do you do when you feel mad or feel sad? You got to learn to walk in the spirit. 
you got to learn to train your feelings and learn to rejoice in the Lord and delight and gladden yourself in Him. When, when there's an opportunity to be depressed or discouraged, you've got to open your mouth and declare who you are in Christ. Ah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, in case you're wondering. He's my fortress. He's my God. On Him I lean, I rely, and in Him I confidently trust. And the most important person you could ever talk to is yourself. And yourself needs some talking to by you. Talk, teach yourself how good God is. Don't let your natural mind lead your life. Let the nature of Christ lead you. When you're speaking the nature of Christ to your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, you're training your soul to appreciate, to realize, and function in the nature of Christ. Now look at verse 3. So I will say, right? I will say these things. Look what verse 3 says. For then... After I say. Okay. Okay. Right? So I'm not waiting for God to deliver me. I speak it and he moves. He's waiting for you to say what he says. He's waiting for you to think what he thinks. When we say what he says and think what he thinks, it, it frees him up to move in our lives. How, how backwards religion is. Religion puts you in this box where you're waiting for God to do something. And you're trying to get God to move in your life. But God's waiting for you to simply believe him and say it. So that he can move. He's saying, come on, turn me loose in your life. Believe my son. Believe my son. Let me loose in your life. Let me show you how good I am. So I say it and then it happens. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Verse 4. Then. Do you see the role we play in this? Yes. Now don't turn this into a work. Some people say we well, got to say it a hundred times before it happens. Uh, that's how man gets after a while. No, he didn't say that. He said say it, believe it, and speak it. Right? Then, it, then he will cover you with his pinions. And under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth, his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Do you know the difference between a shield and a buckler? Back when I used to be a knight, I learned this. No. <laughs> a shield is the big thing. Sometimes a shield can cover your whole person. A buckler is a little one you wear on your arm. What's he saying? Whether it's little or big, I've got you. Right? I've got a promise for every issue. I've got provision for every issue of your life. Little ones, medium-sized ones, and the super-sized ones. The New Living Translation says this. His faithful promises. I love this. Are your armor and protection. What if you don't know his promises? You're naked. How embarrassing is that? You're walking around this world naked. 
as far as protection goes. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. That means, man, I need them circulating in my thought life. They are a repellent to fear. They are a repellent to sickness. They're a repellent to disease. We sprayed the chairs with Lysol this morning. We're trying to, you know, do the natural things to ease people's minds. I sprayed a shot under each arm before I came. But man, this place smelled like Lysol about 8.30. Nine o'clock. Verse five. Wait a minute, first, put that, leave that right there. His faithful promises. Do you know what uh, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 19 and 20 says? You should know that. Get it, write it down. 2 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. Paul says the message we preach is not yes and no, it's always yes. Jesus is always yes. <laughs> Boy, that makes religion mad. Jesus is always yes. He's always willing to bless you. He's always ready to heal you. He's always ready to give to you. He's just waiting for you to say it, to believe it, to ask him. So that's what 2 Corinthians 1, verse 19 and 20 says, the message we preach is not yes and no, for in Christ it's always been yes. And no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And through him, the amen, the saying, is done by us and the glory of God manifests in our lives. Can we keep going through Psalm 91? Thou shalt not be afraid, verse 5, for the terror by night. Now remember what's preceded this. You're saying his promises. Right? So there's a, there's a, 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 um, a decision made that precedes this. It's what you're focusing on. It's what you're believing. It's what you're speaking. None of this is automatic. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Verse 6, nor for the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor for the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. Look at this, but it shall not come near you. Well, people get mad at Who do you think you are? God's son. God's daughter. Jesus' twin. We're boasting in the Lord, not in ourselves. Let the afflicted here in my soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Why? It's available to everybody. Anybody can have this. Jesus qualified everybody. Anyone can come to him any time, day or night, regardless of what they've done, and receive the life that he longs to give them. Hallelujah. So we can boast in it because it's available to everybody. And he gets the glory from our boasting. Hallelujah. It shall not come near you. Coronavirus. Let's say it. It shall not come near you. Coronavirus. It shall not come near you. Well, what about the coronavirus? It shall not come near you. What about that coronavirus? Hello, we're in a state of emergency. What about that coronavirus? It shall not come near you. 
you got to talk like this to yourself. We're not trying to control anybody else. We're trying to encourage you to experience this. You encourage yourself. So where, no matter what, if you're a medical professional, we bless you. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for protecting and strengthening and encouraging those in the health field. In Jesus' name, for giving them wisdom and strength and courage to go forward and do what they need to do. And if you're in that profession, boy, I'd be, I'd be speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, and I'm speaking it anyway. Yeah. If you're in this world, I'd be speaking. Let me say it that way, yeah. right? So you're walking down the hallways, and, and you're hearing the reports and seeing the, the, the fear in people's eyes. And, but what are you saying to yourself? Not come near me. I can be in a room with 100 people affected of it, not coming near me. A thousand can fall at my side. 10,000 at my right hand. Not going to touch me. Not going to touch me. And the virus knows it. But you've got to know it. You've got to be smarter than the virus. You know, there are things the enemy will bring your way to see if you know who you are. He will. He wants to check your driver's license. License, please. He wants to see if you know your identity in Christ. Do you know you're healed? Do you know you're whole? Do you know you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus? Do you know that greater is Christ? See, it's on my license. He wants to see if you know who you are. Hallelujah. And when you know, he can't pull you over. Because the chief of police is on your side. (laughs) Verse 8, only a spectator shall you be. Only a spectator shall you be. I'm looking at spectators. Hallelujah. Only a spectator shall you be. Yourself, now here's this, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the most high why you said it because you said it that's why not because God did it he already did it but you said it and that made it a reality in your life I'm inaccessible in Christ I'm off limits to every devil I'm off limits to every sickness I'm off limits to every disease I'm off limits to every virus and every one of them knows it you're inaccessible do you think of yourself that way this will change the way you live you get up in the morning and you know you're inaccessible to the darkness of this world, that you're safe in Christ. Your claim has been staked. As you witness the reward of the wicked, let's look at verse 8. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the, the, the verse 8, and this is another translation. I forgot to write down what it was, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. Because you're inaccessible, surrounded by God's protection, which can't be penetrated. Regardless of the circumstances. Verse 9. Because you 
have made a decision, right? Nothing automatic about this. You've made a conscious decision that the Lord is now your refuge. And the Most High is your dwelling place. I'm trying to get to verse 14. We're going to get there. Look at verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Why? Your father has given his angels a command to protect you. He's given them charge over thee. To protect and keep you in all your ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash them. You know the angels respond to the word of God? If you're not speaking it, they have nothing to act on in your life. They don't. They're like, come on, turn me loose. Let me protect you. Say something that God says. Believe what God says. Release into the atmosphere the true knowledge of God. Give us the opportunity to show you how good God is. Hallelujah. Our words, when we speak the word of God, we, we enable the angels that have, been in our, that have been charged over us to work. They re, that's all they respond to. Not your ideas and not your, your, your frustrations, but his word. So I've got to train my soul to speak his word. I've got to train my soul not to get so frustrated or discouraged or, or down that I start saying things I shouldn't say. I've got to train my soul to say what he says about me. Because you'll be tempted not to. You'll be tempted to say this is all a bunch of baloney and I'm done with it. But you've got to know in your heart the reality of Christ and what he's done for you. They shall bear you up in your hands lest you smite your foot against a stone. Now here we go. Verse 12. Let's go to verse 13. I'm trying to get to... Are you ready for a little wildness here? Some crazy stuff? See, sometimes when the real gospel is preached, it sounds extreme or it sounds like a foreign gospel because the real gospel hasn't been heard by those who are criticizing it. They've heard their traditional version. We're going to read some wild stuff now. I'm used to it. I love it. Verse 13, you will tread upon the lion and the adder, or viper, poisonous snakes. The young lion and the dragon shall you trample under feet. New Living Translation. Are you okay? We're just reading the Bible here. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. Glory to God. This is Jesus. I'm going to show you in a minute here. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. That sounds like a powerful people that are fearless. And that's you. That's who you are in Christ. The Living Bible says this. You can safely meet a lion or step on poisonous snakes. Yes, even trample them beneath your feet. What did Jesus say in Luke chapter 10 when his disciples, I told you Psalm 91 is all about Jesus. It's fresh, hot Jesus. 
In Saul, uh, Luke chapter 10, when his disciples returned to him, they were excited because they said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, I saw Satan like lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I have given you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. That's what he said. Amen. You should know that. Luke 10, 18 and 19. Why haven't you been reading that? Why don't you know that? You got to seek it. You got to pursue it. You got to, I'm all about it. I got to have true knowledge of God in my life. I'm a, I'm a lion crusher. And then what did he say in Mark 16? I think it's verse 18. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they will cover. If they drink anything deadly, oh, excuse me, they'll pick up uh, snakes with their hands. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Are you seeing Jesus in Psalm 91? Right? right? What happened to one of his disciples, Paul, as he was traveling to the Isle of Malta shipwreck and he was going to build a fire, what attached itself to Paul's hand? Yeah, a viper, poisonous. The natives thought, oh, this guy's done. The gods have, have got this guy. He shook it off and was not harmed in any way. This is who you are in Christ. Are you making the connection between Psalm 91 and what Jesus taught us and what the disciples demonstrated? Do you see that's who you are? So you've got to start putting this together to a present tense reality because it is a present tense reality for you today. See, that's when the Bible comes alive when you realize that everything God promised is my reality now. That if he said it, it's true for me today. All right, last, last verses here. Verse 14, are you ready? Because he has set his love upon me. Wow. Are you seeing the role we're playing here? Only you can exercise your will. Only you can choose to set your love upon him. Only you can choose to seek the true knowledge of him. Only you can choose to believe what he says. Only you. And because he's done that, I'm free to deliver him. That's good. I'm free to set him on high because, pay attention, don't fall asleep. Please stay awake for this. Because he knows and understands my name. What is his name? His nature and will. He has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness. He trusts and relies on me knowing he's sure, he's certain, he's confident, he's unwavering that I will never forsake him. No, never. How did he get to that place? He, he set his sight on the true knowledge of God. I will know him as he is. I will know him personally. I will know him intimately. I will grow in my relationship with him constantly. His very spirit is inside of me, teaching me how good he is daily. Hallelujah. He'll call upon me. I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. Here's Jesus ready with long life will I satisfy him and show him my Yeshua. That's the word right there. 
Salvation. What's Yeshua? Joshua. Jesus' name is salvation. Put this together. Because he has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love, and my kindness, he knows I'll never forsake him. And he's been saying what I say about him. I'm going to reveal Christ to him. I, one translation says, I'm going to cause him to feast his eyes on my salvation. I'm going to cause him to have a fresh, hot Jesus feast. Jesus is God, isn't he? God wants to satisfy you with a super abundant life for the rest of your life. And it comes by you simply making a decision that I am going to put myself in the place where I'm hearing the true knowledge of you. I'm going to say it with my mouth. I'm going to believe it in my heart. And Lord, you are going to take me from glory to more glory. You're going to bring me into the fullness of your plan and your purpose for my life. This is who you are and you are unchanging. Father, we thank you that you are a shield and a buckler. That you protect us from the big things and the little things. That your faithful promises are our armor and protection that you have revealed to us. Jesus Christ. We see him all over Psalm 91. We see him in Psalm 121. We see him in Psalm 34. We see him in Psalm 23. We see him in Psalm 1. We see him all over your book. We see him from Genesis to Revelation. Help us to see him more clearly as we read your word. Lord, help Jesus to leap off the pages of the scriptures into our heart. We stake our claim in you. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You are our refuge and our fortress. You are our God, the one in whom we trust. You cover us with your pinions. Under your wings we have refuge and safety from the terror of the day and the arrows that, that from, <laughs> from the terror of the night and the arrows that fly by day, from the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You are our safety. And we worship you, Father, and thank you for who you are in our lives and bringing us forward in this next level life. In Jesus' name. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.